Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Music Lab podcast. My name is Dog, and I am here with Chris Kesnick from Arts Fishing Club. Welcome, Chris. Hey, what's going on? Man, living the dream, my friend, as you uh, have eloquently stated many times, correct? Living yeah. the dream is kind of like your your mantra a little bit. Uh, it's definitely one of them. Yeah, that that seems to that seems to pop out a, a good amount of time. So and I, I certainly feel that way often. So we have that connection already because I, I that is like my catchphrase, I, you know, I'm living the dream. So so I, I appreciate that. My fellow dreamer. Hey, hell yeah. So um, let's dive into I first want to talk about the 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 band's name. Of course, I think that's a good, good starting point. And so my understanding is that your grandfather, Art, um, took you and your cousin when you were kids um, fishing and what you kind of learned from that is that it's not it's not about catching the big fish it's about the process and about enjoying like actual fishing you know speak about that and talk about that yeah yeah so when i first started playing music uh i was playing with one of my cousins and um we had gone on this fishing trip with my grandfather the the year previously and i've got a big family on both sides and we had made these arts fishing club t-shirts with that grandfather. Um, he kind of suggested that we be arts fishing club. I was like, you know, very serious ultimately about music. And I thought that was the dumbest name ever and that no one would ever take us seriously. But the more that I thought about it, um, so the grant, my grandfather on the other side of my family is also named Arthur. Both my grandfathers were um, named Arthur. And I loved that. But name is kind of a play on words. It's an homage both to them, but then, like you said, just uh, a way to approach our art, you know, music like fishing. Um, and yeah, I think uh, just the more that I thought about that, the more that I really realized how similar music and fishing are. Um, you know, if you are so focused when you're fishing on landing this big fish and like so focused on the this result um you're never gonna have a good time it's gonna just be brutal because uh you know you just can't quite control that but with that being said too fishing isn't just luck and neither with music and um because i would go fishing with my cousins who were significantly better fishermen and had put lots more time in than I had um, in it. And they would catch more fish and I'd be in the same boat with them casting the same baits yet somehow they're catching fish and I'm not. And so I really like really loved that as a metaphor for music because there is both this element of what feels like luck and sometimes it is like, you know, I've been with little tiny four, you know, eight-year-olds that are casting on a Snoopy pole that's this big and land this monster fish. Um, well, I've been grinding all day, like using all the right baits, all the right things, and I can't ca catch anything. Um, and yeah, it's just like a perfect uh, analogy to me with music where it's this combination of of what 
feels like luck, but ultimately the more times that you're casting out into the quote unquote sea of create creativity and that, you know, the more times that the more songs that you write is every song is a new cast. Every new thing that you put out um, is kind of a new cast and it uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a metaphor that I think helps keep me grounded um, because it's an industry that I think a lot of people lose themselves and I could see myself in some ways, uh, if I wasn't mentally preparing for it, uh, just like focusing on these end result numbers or these, or these things that, um, are important to a degree, um, to make a living, uh, but are ultimately just not what it's all about. Um, and yeah, so that, that's kind of that's kind of where it all came came from. That night, you know, after my cousin suggested the name, uh, I was laying in bed and thinking, like, kind of all those thoughts and connections came together. And then just the fact that it is an homage to both my grandfathers, who I just owe so much—I mean, literally my existence to—it um, just felt right. And a band's kind of like a club. So, you know, like it totally goes with it. I, I, I completely agree with you, my friend. Yeah, it really is. And especially our band. Uh, we are, we're a Nashville band. So Nashville kind of has, you know, it's common with, uh, it's semi-common and becoming more common in other places as well. But specifically in Nashville, everyone moved here to pursue their own dream. And so it's highly ambitious musical people that have pretty strong visions um and so and everyone is full-time music so people are paying their bills so if arts fishing club doesn't have a tour or a, a show in the next month these guys are playing with other bands because that's how they're making rent um every month and so there is almost like 10 to 15 people in arts fishing club that i very much consider like a member of arts fishing club yeah, no, I, that's it's funny because I, I we got to see and I've gotten to know the guys in the Minx mm. and the bassist in the Minx is also the bassist for um, Marcus King. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, yep. you know, to your point. So um, so growing up in Wisconsin, um, I have been there myself, Green Bay, Milwaukee, Door County. You were there until you were 18. You know, that obviously leaves an impression on anyone. Um Talk about how Wisconsin has kind of, you know, formed you as a musician. Yeah, uh, Wisconsin is a very joyful state. Um, people from Wisconsin love the fact that they're from there. Like, just absurdly, like this weird state pride of we just love where we live um, and are incredibly friendly, like pretty much and are professional alcoholics. But like in like this weird positive way, it's like not, I mean, I'm sure there's a dark side to it, um, but it doesn't feel very dark. It's more like you you meet someone and you'll be like walking on the street, you know, and someone will be like, oh, they'll bump into you and they'll be like, oh man, let me buy you a beer. Or like, oh, come hang here, take two beers. It's like our love language is just giving people beer. Um, and it breeds just a very fun fun and kind of joyful uh, crew of people. And I think that that absolutely is in our music. Um, I, 
someone asked, you know, what's the one word to describe your music? And I, I said, uh, joyful. Um, even, the, even in the sad songs, I hope that there's ultimately like a lot of joy that is coming out of the, the, uh, the pain the too. Yeah. And the, and the overall, the overarching thing. So let's talk about the music. The new album, you released it on the day that you play Bonnaroo. Yes. Yeah. Right um, in the hat. Exactly. So was that planned or did it just come about that way? It was, it more came about that way. We were, I mean, like the final, I guess it was planned to some degree, but not really. Like right. it, we were going to be releasing the, the album, you know, within that couple week span. And then all of a sudden we found out we were playing Bonnaroo that day. Um, and it just, yeah, it, it worked out perfectly. Um, so it wasn't like, oh, we were sitting there waiting, you know, to picking a release day for the album and like, oh, let's wait a couple months until the Bonnaroo show. No, it wasn't that at all. We we had that that day or that like couple weeks uh, picked out. And then we found out that we were playing Bonnaroo on, on a Friday, which is like release day always, um, New Music Friday. Um, and yeah, just it really worked out serendipitously. So... Do you want to talk about the new album first? Or do you want to talk about Bonnaroo first? Because hey, we could segue into either one, whichever one you're you're driving this you're driving this boat. <laughs> Let's talk about the new album then, because then we can talk about Bonnaroo. Because obviously you have live dates that you want to talk about, and you know, and I want to you know talk about that as well. So, sure. so yeah, so the new album, Rothko Sky, and as mm -hmm. you can see, my background you you could call it cheesy. I, I love it some thought into it because i'm thinking all right well first of all i was going to look for a fishing picture that had like a grandfather and his kids because mm -hmm. that seemed to be appropriate but then i found this picture and i'm like you know what if i am listening to this album and it's called rothko sky this is the sky that i want to listen to because this is the only sky that's going to match the album like yeah. it's so good man Wow. Wow. Well, thank you. Yeah. And yeah, it really, uh, I very much have already noticed the background. I was going to say something. Uh, and yeah, you really nailed it because that is, that is the vibe right there. Yeah. It's, and it's joyful and it's beautiful. And, you know, there are moments I feel like on this album where you sound like Bonnie Vare. I feel like there's moments where you sound like the Black Keys. I feel like there's moments where you sound like the Lumineers. And then there's moments where you sound like Dave Matthews more vocally though and i feel like it's on arizona like have you ever been compared to dave matthews like your voice like or your vocals because you're uh, really similar in arizona like really? more like some devil like dave matthews like his solo stuff not like full sure. stuff but sure. that haunting kind of voice and man it's so well done well wow thank you uh i i mean i take that as a massive compliment um i love every single one of those artists that you just listed off um so that is a very very cool thing to hear that like those elements and influences kind of came out um i th yeah there have been uh not not like a ton but there have definitely been times uh considered or uh, a little bit um compared so yeah okay. uh, a, a little bit um yeah but uh bonavere wisconsin boy so i'm obsessed with bonavere uh 
uh, have always, always loved his music. And uh, I grew up going to Dave Matthews band shows at Alpine Valley, um, uh, which in Wisconsin is this, it's actually where Stevie Ray Vaughan's helicopter crashed and he died. Um, but it's this massive, massive um, uh, venue in Wisconsin that um, not many people seem to know about. It doesn't get the notoriety of like Red Rocks, The Gorge. Um, it doesn't get the same notoriety probably because it's in Wisconsin, but I've been to all of those venues and man, Alpine Valley is by far and away my favorite venue I've ever been to. It is a massive and extremely well put together uh, amphitheater. So Pearl Jam did their 20th anniversary uh, shows there. That so, checks out. Yeah. So I, that's um, that's really, though, I think the first time that I was familiar with it. And that was that's going back, you know, 10, 15 years. So to yep. your point, though, you're right. It's it is kind of an unknown. But I have always heard that from anyone that's in the business or that's been there so that it's amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of people's favorite venue to play, I've heard, because the again, it's in Wisconsin. And so the party surrounding it is just all, you know, 50,000 people saying, here, take my beer, here, take another beer, here. So it, it's a pretty rowdy, it's a pretty rowdy bunch. Um, and, you know, that makes for a very fun time. So let's, I want to talk about some, some individual songs on this album. Um, and actually this kind of is a good segue as well so doug's song there is a lyric or lyrics in this song um, that i think are pertinent to what you've talked about in the past and something that you know i wanted to bring up again you say in the in doug's song i can't help but feel like a phony when i'm around my friends they're all masters in their own right while i just keep pretending is that like talking about imposter syndrome and like kind of that insecurity like feeling or, or, or is it a little bit more than that or talk about that? Yeah, I, I definitely think it's imposter syndrome um, to some degree. It's funny because I, I wouldn't say I'm insecure for the most part about music at all. I actually feel very confident and very secure, but it, it, there is, um, there is just this element, especially I think living in Nashville, where you know every single one of you know our friends is just like, you know, I'm constantly just like, holy shit, like holy shit, man, like or you know, holy shit, girl, like this is just wow, like you're amazing, and and um. I think it's just more a nod to that than it is like this particular, like um, that I'm like. You're okay with being great. You don't have to be amazing. Right. You know, like you're, you're dealing with people all the time that are just session musicians, especially in Nashville. Like I can, I can attest to that, man. Like the talent level is just out off the charts. So, you know, if you're a singer songwriter, it's just an honor that these people want to play with you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the, it's the players, but it's also just like other artists and friends. Sure. And, and, and there's something to be said, like, I think honestly what that might be getting at a little bit, like in out of my subconscious too, is just like, it, it doesn't, 
there's a whole other element besides, I mean, that's debatably more important um, besides talent in, in the industry of having a career. And it's, it's kind of building the quote unquote business aspect side of it too, uh, or just like the figuring out the strategy for getting the music out there and, and, and getting shows booked and, and some of those other things. And, and so I think at some point, you know, there's times where I come across people frequently that are just so talented that feel way more talented than maybe than me in the moment, maybe while I'm sitting there just seeing them. And uh, Arts Fishing Club isn't the biggest band in the world, but we're we're starting to we're building and we've been having more and more success um, with it all. It's just kind of been building on itself a bit. And so I think maybe some of that is also just kind of nodding to the fact of uh kind of why do why do we get to play shows and and figure it you know are carrying some of this momentum maybe uh when others are just as talented um but maybe it isn't quite you know being recognized in the same way or so, something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. If it's that like wrestling sense. with success, right? You know, you're, you, you are, you're, you're, you're on one side of it. You're like, you know, well, no, I shouldn't, you know, this is like, I shouldn't be doing, you know, I shouldn't be this popular, but then on the other side, you're like, man, all this hard work. Yeah. Like I, I deserve this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I would never describe us as popular. I don't, I don't know. So maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that's uh me continuing with the impost imposter syndrome or something like that of just like not really thinking of us in that sort of way um i mean i do in the sense of we're gonna always keep going and keep you know i i think we'll be building this band to be as i'll definitely keep building um i love it i that's one of my favorite things in the world is just the building and the growth and writing music and and pushing things further and further um but yeah i don't know i i it's it's hard for me to like really think about or consider i don't know i think we just view ourselves as very normal people <laughs> yeah and when you when you keep it as or make it as simple as that i think uh it, it leads to a lot more success <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we shall see <laughs> so um so yeah, so the other the other part um, or the other part of the album that I want to talk about is is the leadoff song Foster Falls. Um, it it just has this bounce to it, and again, and I think that comes up with the joyful part of it. But you know, I really when I listened to this song, and it was probably about the fifth or sixth time that I listened to this song. Do you remember the show The Wonder Years? I don't. No. So it was on in the 80s and um Fred Savage okay the actor Fred Savage he yep. was as a as a boy actor he was in that show okay and so he his love interest was this girl named Winnie and so Joe Cocker's with a little help from my friends mm -hmm. was the theme song for this show it was on ABC it ran for like 8 to 10 years like like I said like late 80s early 90s cool dude your this song could totally be the theme song for that show and since you've never seen it like uh, you know you, you kind of get lost in translation but 
nice no i'll I'll, ha- I'll have to look it up and watch an episode with that kind of in mind i love yeah that. man it, it's totally like it again it just it 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 brings back this this air of like um innocence and like you know where you don't have a care in the world where responsibility isn't always knocking on your door you know like that's where that song like you know makes me feel is that kind of like where you're at with it as well or am i completely off yeah no i mean that song is you know pretty autobiographical about a camping trip and it was a camping trip that i was that i think my ex-girlfriend and i it was our first ever like kind of away camping trip or, or away trip together so it was very early in dating um and uh, we were, you know, kind of unbeknownst to me, I think at the time we were kind of both falling in love with each other. Um, and there's something about camping. I Camping might be my favorite thing in the world to do because um, it just gets you closer to the earth and real, what I, what I would call real life, uh, how 99.99% of humans, you know, lived in perpetual... Uh, you know, per- perpetual power outages. Um, so it's only been the past 150 years where we have electricity. And it's, I have to imagine, I, I know that whenever I go camping, uh, that reset of being in nature like that for an extended period of time just lifts all this crazy weight um, from me. And I think it's probably because, you know, naturally, genetically speaking that's how we were designed to live for thousands of years so uh yeah i think i think that song just carries a combination of this idea of you know falling off the the foster falls is a real waterfall in tennessee and that's where we were camping so it's like this metaphor of rushing over the edge uh falling in love but then just that feeling of being absolutely free camping um yeah definitely comes through the song yeah so let's talk about camping uh bonnaroo last weekend yes so you know i'm not going to ask you about how how the feeling was like being on that stage because you know obviously it's not fair to you to to try and put that in words but the question i do want to ask you is is and you mentioned it already you've been to festivals as a as a customer, as a, you know, fan, mm-hmm. how is it different? And what is your perspective like when you're now playing these festivals and then walking around as a, you know, as a fan, like, is that a different perspective? Do you feel di- like, talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Um, I, you know, with Bonnaroo, I actually went once in 2011, saw Bon Iver there and, he absolutely they blew my mind there um uh i could talk about that set for a while but um uh and i kind of vowed to never go back to bonnaroo until we were playing it like deep down i i was i was you know because every year it comes up and it's only an hour away and i just there's a pain there's a a pain as a musician i think going to festivals and not being involved in it like if if that's what you're about like I know a lot of other friends and musicians that I think have kind of I know a lot of other people in town that like don't go to Bonnaroo 
because it's just like there's when you want to be playing and a part of it uh there's just something that feels like hey no i'm not gonna go there until i'm a part of it you know because i'm working towards that um so that feeling of being there getting to enjoy the festival was really really awesome as well because it felt like to some degree like i that we had earned the right to enjoy it um because we were a part of it yep um so that was really cool logistically speaking just the fact that there's a whole kind of behind the back behind the stage network of entrances and exits that we have access to and an artist lounge and artist catering that you know is away from the masses and the lines um that's also just really awesome and gonna be you know i think I forever plan hope to go to if I'm going to a festival, uh, hope to have the artist pass because that is certainly uh, it's a cool thing. Um, yeah. Being able to have that kind of access. So, uh, yeah, it was it was really, really incredible. And then I think to that point, um, just mingling in the artist lounge, you know, everyone is on equal playing field there. So, you know, locking eyes with Cheryl Crow a couple of times mind-blowing you know like oh yeah we're i'm on this i'm in the same artist lounge as cheryl crow and yeah. uh being backstage by like corn and stuff like that was you know, pretty pretty wild um from for like the you know the the little kid in me that grew up idolizing these people yeah corn's that that album with like you know the f word and the man that that album is just so good uh, so. Yeah, I mean they're just absolute <laughs> legends. Like, yeah, Cheryl Crow, if it makes you happy. Mm. Oh yeah, and she's a Nashvilleite too, is right? Correct? Yeah, she is. She yeah. she lives in Nashville. Um, yeah. Very involved in the community. It's really cool. Um, she's uh, her name pops up all the time, um, and she actually, I think she supports the radio station Lightning One Hundred. Like very, very. I, th I think she's a very big supporter of them, gotcha. which is great. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about the rest of the year. Um, what is in store? Uh, tour dates? Any? What else? Yeah. What do you got? Tell tell your fans. Tell tell our yeah. audience. Yes. Yeah. So, so we are we're touring um, kind of on and off the rest of the summer. Uh, we're not. We we just finished a big national tour um, that was like thirty days uh, out on the road straight. Um, we, in three weeks, we're doing an East coast run. So we're heading up to I think Philly, DC, uh, New York city and Boston. Um, and then we are hitting some Midwest cities, uh, hitting some festivals. Um, my hometown is Appleton, Wisconsin, and there's this big festival mile of music that we're playing three nights at. Um, and then we're hitting Minneapolis, Chicago, Davenport, Iowa, um and then uh, i'm trying to think if there's there's potentially an opening gig that might be happening slash we might be announcing um a bunch more dates but that's still getting worked out and yeah we've released the record um we have another album that is getting finished pretty quickly here um okay, okay cool that we're very excited about uh as well and so that uh 
I'm hoping is going to be done by fall and realistically probably won't be out till spring. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're just churning away. Uh, it feels, feels really good to be in a place of, of, of just putting out, letting go and putting out and, and, uh, yeah. So feeling very, very, very grateful right, right now. Yeah. So I am, humbly asking for uh two tickets to the philadelphia show because that's only about an hour and a half for nice. us so hey you got them you my got girlfriend em. and i would love to come down and see you guys uh yeah. july 13th i think correct i think that is right yeah that sounds yeah. yep yeah so you got you guys are on the list appreciate that my J- friend. just remind me of that because yeah oh, that, every now and again that yeah i'll tell someone oh yeah you're on the list and then yeah <laughs> That sound bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't remember. Yeah, that definitely happened one time in this past tour. Uh, bad about so, that. So, Appleton, Wisconsin. I have heard of this Mile Road Festival, and I we are going to try and um, not probably this year, but mm-hmm. we would like we will make it out there for the with the podcast. You, you our friends, absolutely should. Yeah, our friends South for Winter um, are a band actually from Nashville as well, by way of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. they told us about that festival and they said it is like they there's no other festival that treats the artists better than that festival is that correct yeah yeah um it was started by a guy Corey chisel who is an art artist um he's written uh, he's born and raised in appleton as well uh but he's written i think he's got a grammy with emmy lou harris um and he he's got a couple different just projects that are really really great and he kind of started it with another guy, Dave Willems, um, in in Appleton, and uh, yeah, their focus from day one was like, "Hey, artists on the road are constantly um, kind of treated, taken advantage of, and treated pretty poorly by a lot, a lot, a lot of places." Um, and we want to do the exact opposite thing. So they do they do some amazing things like. Um, they provide there's a, a romanesco dent, uh, dental in town like donates so they massages right like yeah, nail yeah. care yeah everything yeah massages eye chi- care yeah chi- chiropractic <laughs> eye care um dent i mean the dental work is the biggest thing you sure. know um and uh yeah and then and then just the again the people of wisconsin are so supportive of mm-hmm. of art and so grateful and yeah. and buy merch like crazy and and are there for the music and are supporting like for real yeah. um and it's certainly been funny and such a cool thing touring the u.s now and seeing wow like different places in different cities have different vibes and different like different energies and so it's it uh it's been very eye-opening and really cool um for my hometown to be blossoming in this music sort of way uh that is just a really beautiful and supportive uh thing towards the artists it's um yeah tons of tons of my nashville friends now have played Milo music and they uh everyone just is always raving about Appleton and I'm like I know it's the best <laughs> well Chris Kesnick thank you so much for doing this today um 
I yeah, this has been great as well as the new album. Much luck to you guys. Thank uh, you. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Yes. And um, yeah, look forward to anything else that you guys are uh, putting out for the rest of the year. I, so, I I appreciate it. We'll be we'll be releasing a lot more. A lot more is coming. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. We're uh, we're fully independent. So like you know you and others like spreading the word about us helps more than you even know you know so uh i can't i can't tell you how much i appreciate it and appreciate you taking the time to like ask really good questions and uh do do a bit of research it that always makes it more fun so thank you well i appreciate that my friend um guys this has been the music lab podcast my name is dog this has been chris Check out our sponsor, Raw Outfitters. Go to rawoutfitters.com. Please like, subscribe, do all that stuff with social media. That only helps us, and it helps bands like Arts Fishing Club. Thank you all so much. Have a great weekend. Goodbye.